This is the Firearms Trainers Podcast, Season 3, Episode 7, published on April 18th, 2022. Sorry, I know it's tax day, but we've got a great program for you today. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Our guest today will be Beth Acklesar, talking about the course she authored on women's handgun and self-defense fundamentals. Our podcast is part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com. Learn more about their instructor coverage offer and their competitive pricing. If you are a certified instructor, then you can apply for FTA coverage. Remember, receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by the team at Mountain Man Medical. Responsible fire instructors have trauma medical gear on the range and are trained to use it. Mountain Man Medical provides the highest quality name brand medical gear on the market at a guaranteed lowest price. Check out the Wind River Kit, especially designed for firearm instructors to have at the range. The Yellowstone is perfect to have on your belt or in your bag anywhere you go. Learn more at mountainmanmedical.com and scroll to the bottom and click on available discounts to learn how firearm instructors can save 15% off the already guaranteed lowest prices on the market. And don't forget to click on the training link to take the emergency trauma response video course for free. Get the right gear and the right training at the best price anywhere on mountainmanmedical.com. Quick reminder for everyone, enter our weekly podcast prize giveaway at podcast.concealedcarry.com. Entries do not carry over from week to week. This week's winner is Rick K, and they want a barrel block. Next week's podcast prize will be a ready-up gear cleaning kit. We bring this podcast support in the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Beth Alcazar from the United States Concealed Carry Association. Welcome, Beth. Hi, how's it going? We're doing good. Appreciate you coming back on the podcast and uh, spending some time with us again. And uh, for any of those listeners that haven't listened to our previous episodes on instructing men and women and also talking about adult learning styles, can you give us a little bit of your background and uh, what you do at the United States Concealed Carry Association? Absolutely. So for about 20 years now, I've worked in the firearms industry, but also have a foot in the educational side of things because my background, my education, my experience is actually in education. So I have several degrees that are education-based and actually currently finishing up my doctorate in education. So obviously, it's very important to me that this research and this information can be utilized in appropriate ways. And it's been so amazing to work with the USCCA because they've seen value in that and being able to take a lot of those methodologies and those philosophies and say, how can we transpose that into the world of firearms? Where does it fit? How does it help? Can we benefit our instructors and can we build better curriculum? So with that, I get to work a lot with the training team. I also work with the content team. So for those who are familiar with the Concealed Carry magazine, I am one of the editors that work to to put together all of that material. And a lot of people just know me from being out on the road because I get to travel a lot and teach classes even though my title, I think, is currently editor at large, um, maybe part of that at large is that, you know, you might find me in California or Florida or Wisconsin or wherever, uh, just roaming around and getting some of these awesome classes taught. 
Well, that's great. Well, I appreciate it today because I think we got a great topic uh, for today. And it's a book that you wrote a couple of years ago that, quite frankly, I find a lot of people don't know about it. And because they don't know about it, they're not taking advantage of it. And that's the Women's Handgun and Self-Defense Fundamentals uh, book and the associated course with it. Uh, first thing I, I'd really like you to explain to our listeners is what drove you to write the book, you know, specifically for women, handgun and self-defense fundamentals. I mean, couldn't they just take the normal concealed carry class? That I love that you said that, Rob, because so <laughs> many people, so many people actually say that, like, you know, it's the same stuff. Just teach it to women. Just take your same curriculum and, and say it's a women's only class. Yes, absolutely. You could do that. And there's nothing wrong with that scenario. But I was driven to create this curriculum for several reasons. I think one is just my own personal journey. Being a female in the firearms industry, a lot of the women out there will understand that, you know, we're always trying to kind of prove ourselves. Whether you're taking a class, teaching a class, whether you're going to um, some kind of convention or conference or a show, even something like SHOT Show, it feels like women are still trying to find themselves, make a name for themselves and show that they they know this industry and they can contribute to this industry. So the women's curriculum was really special to me because of all the different classes I've taken where I was the only girl. I was the only female. And there's nothing wrong with that scenario either. It's just sometimes you feel you're not connecting as well. Or sometimes you feel maybe you're being left out or overlooked. And honestly, I think all of us realize that if there's someone you can relate to, or you see someone like you or hear something that, that just sounds like you or your background or your experiences, it's a lot easier to commit to it or listen to it or get involved with it. So I wanted to take part of my, my own journey into firearms and be able to offer that to other women and basically say, look, if I can do it, you can do it. And I wanted them to be able to hopefully see themselves and some of the personal stories and the anecdotes and the memories that are included throughout the pages of the book. Uh, I also wanted to give our instructors uh, an opportunity to teach the class with something that was already pre-planned and put together in a way that really touches the female brain. And I mean, honestly, I think we've touched on it before, but mm -hmm. the physical, mental, emotional, and social differences are a real thing when it comes to the genders. There's different ways that we communicate, different, different ways that we learn, different ways that we will even look at information or absorb information. So this was a great opportunity to, again, tell my story alongside the journey, but then really map it out in a way that's very user-friendly for the instructor who wants to teach it, but also for the woman who is ready to hear it. So that's the gist of it anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a love story to all these folks from, you know, my experiences and some of the pain and some of the trials, but also the, the successes and the triumphs. Mm -hmm. yeah, and that's where I I think a lot, a lot of instructors, and I'll speak from the male perspective, at least is, you know, yeah, you know, we can teach a course, um, and we can target it toward women, but there's also, and we've talked about this, you know, adult learning theory, 
uh, is, you know, how do you relate the topic? You know, some people are very, you know, visual, some are very, are very auditory, some are very tactile. And that's where you, as an instructor, you need to go along and marry that up to the proper, to the proper material or else what happens? Um, nothing gets through, you know, if, if you, if they're a, a visual learner, but all you do is talk and you're not actually showing them something, you know, it's going in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, if all what you're doing or they can't hear you is standing in the front of the room and pointing to things and jumping around, guess what? Um, you know, the auditory learner is not going to do very well. And the same thing when it comes to tactile, if you're not giving the, you know, that's breaks to say, okay, that's everybody come up here and we can, you know, go along practice our shooting positions. You're missing, you're missing an opportunity there. And yeah. we learn that if we can engage more senses, the better the retention, no matter what the subject is, you know, what do, what do we, you know, how do we teach little kids how to count? We take something in front of them and count. Okay. Here's grapes, one grape, two grape, three grape, four grapes. What happens when we eat one of the grapes? One, two, three, three, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, it starts making sense because they tasted it. They saw it, they touched it, they heard it and it just, com- you know, compiles and it makes it, um, it makes it a lot better learning experience all the way around. And as instructors, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, we're obviously not trying to teach them how to count, but we are trying to teach them how to go along and use something in the most effective way and responsible way possible. And you've basically just touched on one of the most important fundamentals, whether you're dealing with somebody who wants to be a better presenter or somebody who is in instruction or some kind of teaching field or someone who just wants to be a better communicator. We always want people to know the audience. That's one of the big tenets that we teach as speech teachers or communications professors or even firearms instructors. You have to understand what does the audience bring to the table? What might they already know? What misconceptions or other ideas might they be, or experiences might they be bringing to this classroom setting that could either be detrimental or beneficial. And, you know, the topic doesn't necessarily change. Obviously, firearms fundamentals are firearms fundamentals for all of those naysayers or all those people who think that, well, we don't need to be pandering to women by giving them blah, 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 this, that. No, we're not trying to dumb it down or pander or be misogynistic or, or sexist in any way, shape or form. We're just trying to create the, the dynamic of the classroom in such a way that women feel naturally comfortable and confident. And that's part of why this curriculum was laid out and designed the way it was. It was intentionally broken apart and crafted in such a way that I think women are really appreciating it, relating to it, learning from it. And I think that that's so important, especially with this information. You know, you want to reach women where they are. You want to encourage them. You want to draw them in and you want them to retain this and use it. So hopefully this slightly different perspective is what enables, again, the teacher to teach it that way. And the student to learn it that way. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Um, since you already touched on this as far as material, but how is the book broken down? Yeah, it's well, one thing that stood out in my mind is just thinking about my life and where I'm just like the typical busy mom, right? And it's so 
normal nowadays for moms, even if they're not working outside of the home, they're so busy. There's so many things that we're having to do with children or with the household or with our own hobbies or interests that it's quite the balancing act. And so one thing that really struck me was just timing, time limits, time frame. How much time would women be willing to sacrifice or how much can they give to something that they might not even know that they're going to like or not, especially when it comes to the level one, which is the basic pistol class. That's an introductory level. That's, you know, brand new shooter, maybe never touched a gun before. How much time would anybody, especially a busy mom, be willing to sacrifice on her Saturday or her Sunday or, you know, a weeknight to be able to try something that, ooh, she might not like, or, ooh, I don't think this is for me. So I tried to be super sensitive with just the way that that time frame was going to interfere or fit in to a woman's schedule. So both, um, both the first and the second levels are very uh, short and concise and you know they build on one another so i know some of our instructors have used them in a way that they've blended the introduction and the intermediate together which is possible but those bite-sized chunks are just so great for learners across the board and especially for those those busy folks so level 1 again a basic intro i like to think of it as a stepping stone class the brand new you know, the the greenest newbie you can think of. This is the person that is not familiar with the terminology and, and really needs that simple, broken down repetition in a fun way and, you know, not feeling overwhelmed with all those extras, if you know what I mean. Um, even in the level one, I don't even touch revolvers. I don't talk about them. <laughs> I don't I don't even use them in a lot of the classes just because I want to keep things super simple and focused. Um, the level two is more of an intermediate where we do start to introduce, hey, revolver, semi-automatic. How do we make those decisions? And we also start to introduce this idea of, hey, guns are fun and you've learned how to shoot it. What about using one for self-defense? What if you wanted to carry one with you? And we start to talk about holsters and locations. And again, for women, there's a lot of conversations there that, that might be different than men. Mm -hmm. So they really appreciate the uniqueness of that section. And I know a lot of people will take that whole section out and spend a whole couple hours on it. Maybe that's a, that's a mini class or that's um, someone like a girl in a gun or armed women of America or the I don't know, two-way sisterhood would want to use as just a unit of discovery. And then, of course, there is a level three in this book as well that focuses on the defensive side. And again, the mindset of a woman for defensive pistol, we have to recognize, is a little different from men. Unfortunately, women are still the more victimized gender. So the mentality is, is driven in a different way because of that, sometimes that feeling of, I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to be helpless, but I know that danger could be lurking and could be looking for, for me. So we try to present that information in a way that, you know, women are already thinking 
They're already mm-hmm. thinking these things. They've already considered it. And it fits into hopefully their their philosophy and it builds really well. And again, if you take that whole curriculum as a stepping stone, it leads perfectly into any of the other USCCA courses that you might teach, mm-hmm. like the concealed carry home defense, obviously, defensive shooting fundamentals also with a lot of live fire practice. And of course, there's still a lot of great mentality and understanding with the emergency first aid and countering the mass shooter threat. Because, you know, once you get all these basics, you kind of go, where else do I need to go? Mm-hmm. And that's that's another intentional design with the women's curriculum. I, well, I think one, one, on one thing I, I, I took away from the book when you get to the level three is you give uh, the women permission to go yeah. along and defend themselves, you know, that, mm. you know, tell them that, Hey, you know, if it doesn't feel right, it's not right. And don't be afraid of making a scene, be afraid of, you know, not, not going along and being prepared for it. And those, right. those are things to where if you're going to have, if you're going to survive anything, you've got to have yeah. the right mental act attitude about it that, you know, you've got to, you've got to, you know, get through it and do what it takes in order to see tomorrow. Yeah. And it seems so weird to say that, but there's so much truth to it because I encounter a lot of females that are like, I mean, I'm not against guns. I just never considered one. So giving them permission is sometimes like a huge relief or, or taking away a burden or, or destroying that myth, you know? And it's like, oh, okay, you know, I can do this and I will do this. And, you know, choosing not to be a victim and all those kinds of terms that we're very used to and we share a lot in our classes, they really ring true, especially for the female who does want to have a gun for defense of herself and for the ones that she loves. And that could be her own kids, her own family. And that's huge. And we want to be able to not only physically prepare her, but more importantly, help mentally give her the tools and resources and and the conversations and and the thinking points that really point her in the right direction. Clearly this is not the be all end all. You know, there's never enough training. There's never an end. But what I find with so many of these ladies and I've even written it into the book that there's two words they say to me before class ends and that those two words are what's next? They're hungry for more. They want to know where does my path go now? What is the next training or the next class or the next seminar that's part of my journey? Women are so hungry to build the community together too. Um, That's another point within the book. Even at the very beginning, I let women share their why. And to me, that's significant because it gives women the chance to build that community and collaborate with one another. And that's, that's just the way we are as women. That's just something we look forward to. That's something we really connect with. Whereas guys, I'm sorry, it is really more like ego and who's going to be the best and who's the you know smartest or the fastest or whatever the case may be. There's more of this idea of competition when you put a bunch of guys together it's a completely different atmosphere when you put a bunch of girls together, a lot of women mm-hmm. together. They want to empower and build and support and help. And I try to feed that and nurture that through the book. And again, just focus on that collaboration and that community that helps women power through these things. Because some of these decisions are difficult and some of the backgrounds they've come through 
are very traumatic. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been in a physically abusive or violent situation, or they've witnessed something, or they've got a stalker, or I've had many women come with those stories and those burdens. And you want to be sensitive to that. And again, provide the tools they need to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing where as instructors, we're always looking for, or should always be looking for ways of meeting the students where they're at and having a curriculum such as women's handgun self-defense fundamentals really gives you the tools to be able to go along and see, hear, relate, and and then you know help them make decisions you know for, about their lives, about what they're going to do, how they're going to carry, all those different uh, parts of it. And then also to hopefully set them up so that they know what their next steps are going to be, that they realize that it's not one course and poof, I'm done. You know, I get my certificate and, you know, I'm, I'm good. It's one of those to where, Hey, you need to come back do multiple, you know, train on their own, take additional skills because, you know, how many skills between just defensive shooting to low light, to going along and, you know, draw drawing from, you know, different, different holsters, you know, yeah purses, you know, inside, Mm. outside the waistband, uh, you know, even, you know, when you get into heavy, uh, up here in the North where it gets cold at, you know, during the winter time, you got to realize, Hey, it's going to take a little bit different draw than when I'm in my summer shorts, I'm going to, you know, might be wearing something different or at least a different holster at that time. And those are all topics that as good instructors, we've really got to go along and help them understand because, you know, students never going to go along and say, you know, after a violent confrontation, they didn't take enough training. It's going to be that, you Mm -hmm. know, they're glad they had the training they had. So they do have the mental fortitude to persevere. So they have the mental capacity to know what they need to do at those worst times in their, in their lives. And those are just points that as a good instructor, um, Mm. we should be striving for all the time. And, and, uh, you know, women, men, different, you know, at some points, same in other points. And that's where as instructors, we've got to meet them where they're at. That's right. And, you know, even like the just touching on these compromised or these alternative shooting positions and the defensive pistol, just thinking about, you know, you might be sitting down eating dinner with a friend or you might be in your car or you might who knows what might the circumstances might be surrounding the need to be able to use a firearm in self-defense. And with that, I think about women a lot. You know, we want to introduce that one handed shooting, which comes a little earlier, but Think about how significant that could be for that mom who has a child in arm or maybe has a hand and is, you know, trying to pull that child aside or guide that child where he or she needs to go. I mean, it's frightening and traumatic to think about those kinds of things. But again, that's built into this women's curriculum in a a way where, you know, hopefully it's sensitive, but it's also serious that, hey, you've got to think about what if, what if I'm in this situation? What would that look like? What would I have to do? How much time would I actually have to respond to it? And what would the circumstances be? Could I get to my firearm? Would I even have two hands? Would I be sitting down? Would I have a chance to move? So just again, creating an opportunity to have those conversations and get women, especially those who are new, to be thinking along those lines because it's so different and it's sometimes scary, daunting, confusing, and we've got to be able to wade through all of that the best way we can as instructors to help them. Like you said, not only meet them where they are, but kind of help them along the way, point them in the right direction. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, something you you touched on b- before and, and uh, 
I think all instructors that are USCCA certified already, hopefully know, but I want to go over it. Many classes. How are, how are the, how is this book uh, broken down in many classes? If somebody wants to go ahead and uh, teach one of the many courses there. <laughs> the funny thing is I don't even know how they specifically broke up the women's curriculum because I've never taught it uh, an official mini class. This is so funny. <laughs> the secret is out. I wasn't even certified to teach my own class a couple of years ago. I looked in the system. I said, wait a second. <laughs> but I do I do know that some of our training team has looked at some of those different topics like the holsters and you know, thought, hey, could this be a unit that we pulled out and offered to our students and uh, you know, still gave our instructors a chance to to meet their quota for teaching. And of course that works. Um, it works very well. And you're, I don't, I'm the wrong person to ask about how many there are, but I already well, built, I already built three. You can break it up even more. I think yeah, there well, might. I'm pulling it up right now. More. And it says there's three, <laughs> uh, there's three of them, 90 minutes a piece. You, uh, you can go along and break, break them up. And uh, what I would encourage uh, instructors to do is uh, go along, get a hold of instructor support, and then get certified in. And they can see what the mini classes are and kind of add them to the repertoire of uh, educational courses for uh, the public out there. Yeah. And think about that, too. I mean, how significant it is right now with millions of new gun owners that have come into the fold. Last time I looked at the research, it was over 14 million new gun owners since mm -hmm. right around the time of the pandemic. So it could be a higher number now because it's been about two or three months since I last looked at those numbers. And that's new gun owners. That's not just people purchasing firearms. So that could be, you know, maybe a man already had a gun and decided I'm, I'm getting another gun and this one is going to be for my daughter. Or maybe a, a woman was like, you know, golly, I've got firearms, but my mother does it. So I'm going to buy her one. Mm -hmm. you, we don't even know what those numbers are, but in those demographics of the new gun owners, we know that there's a ton of women that are brand new to this and we've got to be able to offer them answers. And even if you're at a permitless carry or constitutional carry state, I'm going to tell you right now, women are still wanting to learn. They're still excited about taking these classes. They know what they don't know, and they're not afraid to admit it. And they love to take classes with friends. They love to take classes as family, you know, like sisters going together or moms and daughters going together or a whole neighborhood group or a church group. I've had that happen a lot, too, where the whole church group said, all of us want to take these classes together as a group. Can we do that? Mm -hmm. And if you think about the funnel that instructors are going to be using to bring students in, I mean, that's the top of the funnel, the brand new shooter. There are always going to, to going to be those brand new shooters and they need these classes. They're seeking out these classes. In my little area in the central part of Alabama, when Facebook wasn't so evil to all of us in the firearms industry, I was able to just share that I was hosting a women's class in some of the local city pages and had 25,000 women clicking interested. So not <laughs> analytics, not analytic analytics that they saw this post. They actually physically went in and said, I am interested in this class. So believe me, they're out there and they are hungry. And what easier way to do it 
than to have the class that's already lined up and already laid out and ready to go. And luckily, I've had great feedback from our male and female instructors out there who are really enjoying teaching this class. So men can teach it too? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I love it, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> of course, of course. I think there's some confusion on the on the instructor section in the website. There's, I think, some different boxes that enabled the instructor to check if this is a women's only class. And that led to some confusion because if you check the box, that means it's only women students and only women instructors. So don't check that box. You can still offer women's handgun and self-defense fundamentals. Obviously, it's for women, but as a man, you can still teach it. And luckily, my husband, Sean, has been just an amazing co-instructor for, because I've been teaching this class for a while now. For, for me, he has assisted with just about every single women's class that I have offered. And a lot of times he's been the only guy we allowed and he served as one of our line coaches or RSOs. And, you know, it took out some of the intimidation factor because all, all of us ladies had a chance to get to know each other and go through the class portion and then move to the range, but to each his own or to each her own. If you want to have a man teach the class or co-teach with a woman or, teach the whole class by himself, it's it's still going to work as long as you've got that that heart for it. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you don't have the heart or the patience to teach new students, maybe this isn't the class for you to teach. <laughs> but if you really do and you connect well with people, it shouldn't matter if you're a guy because you're still going to create this this welcoming environment for women to feel comfortable that they can ask questions and they can be heard and they can learn. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's great. And uh, I've been teaching a, four years or so now. So it's uh, it, it's a good course. You get good feedback from it because there again, it doesn't replace the concealed carry home defense fundamental course, but it, it takes in a, it comes about in a different way and fills in some of those gaps and gets people comfortable in a uh, different way. And those are, that that's one of those, one of those topics where I take it as an instructor where, you know, I need to meet them where they're at. And yeah. I know we've said that before, but it's really important for instructors to realize it's about the student, not about them. And it's really great too. Cause I've had a lot of women come and take the class over and over again. Mm -hmm. I've had um, several women take the level one basic pistol class two, three times. And I've had a couple of them also take the intermediate class a couple of times. And sometimes, you know, it would just be they brought a different friend, you know, or they brought a, a family member or a loved one with them and they just wanted to be that support system. So they sat through the intro again, even though they'd already been through it. And it's 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 never the same class. Obviously, it's the same material, but you never know what these women are going to say and you never know what questions might come up and you never know what teachable moments might be there. And I think all us instructors who have been out there for a long time, we know that it's never the same class twice. The content remains the same and yet it just morphs and changes and develops into this awesome experience that I wouldn't trade for the world. And even though I get to teach the teachers who teach teachers, which is like <laughs> one of the coolest, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, it's that's one fun. of the, is it the best? It's one of the coolest, most awesome 
honors really to be able to share that journey with someone who's decided to be at that level. Yet, as cool as that is, I would never trade it for teaching these beginning women's classes. They are such a joy to teach. These women, again, they're hungry for it. They want to learn. They have such an open heart and open mind and watching them transform. I mean, if you want to see transformational learning taking place in front of your eyes, this is the class right here to watch it happen. And again, there's a lot of really great instructors I know out there who have been teaching this class over and over and over again, and they are diehard fans because of what those students are going through and to see them changing and and growing and just being so appreciative of this potentially life-saving knowledge. So that's the excitement of this class. It's never going to be a substitution for the other classes that the USCCA offers, but it is such a great supplement to the information. And again, it's like I said, the stepping stone, it gets them to that next place or to that next level. Mm-hmm. So Beth, appreciate uh, everything you said so far. We got a question for you for all our guests. Can you name an influential uh, mentor that's helped you get to where you are today? I have one that always stands out in my mind because of how much of an impact he made and the time that he came into my journey. And that man is George Harris. And he was co-founder of Six Hour Academy. This man knows everybody in the industry, I swear. And he remembers them. And he remembers every experience or conversation. And he and I chatted very early on about kind of some of these very things, how people learn, you know, why it's important to keep things simple and why we have to think about our audience and what they know or what they don't know and, and, and how to do that and how to really listen and how to really teach. And I just appreciate that man so much because he's been such a motivation and an encouragement and a sounding board. And I know there's been times we've probably not seen eye to eye on every single topic, but I respect the heck out of him. So if he tells me something, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to research it. I'm going to listen and I'm going to see if it's a fit for me or not. And I think he appreciates that too, because, you know, we're not all trying to make little cookie cutters or fit into these exact little molds. We still have to be true to our ourselves, our own teaching styles and our own, I guess, experience and methodologies. But George Harris is quite an impressive, quite an impressive mentor. And if you ever have a chance to speak with him, be prepared to spend a couple hours of your time. And if he's ever around to to teach you, soak it all up because he's just one of those industry greats that, you know, I, I'm sure he's made an impact on on just countless, countless other people out there. I, I met George back in 2018 at the Dallas uh, USCCA Expo, and then he was uh, on episode 15. And it's interesting you bring him up because it, back in my mind, it's like, I need to, I need to call George again and have him on because he has a wealth of information on, on so many different topics. And it's one of those where, you know, I like him variety of topics on the podcast and he would, he would definitely be a good one to have to have 
back on again. So I will, uh, no I will I'll, I'll work to uh, have him on. And then also I'll put the question to him about who his mentor is. Cause that's always interesting yeah. <laughs> to see how things uh, kind of build upon one another. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I actually should, should ask him that question too. At one time I asked him who were people he would advise me to seek out to find training with. And I had a little notebook and I wrote down all of his answers, but I never turned it around and asked him, you know, who did you train with that made an impact? So that would be, that would be a fantastic thing to mm -hmm. ask. Yep. That would be good. And uh, that's where, you know, all these uh, uh, industry greats, you know, they're not going to be around forever. And that's right. one of the reasons why, while I asked the question uh, last season about, uh, you know, na name a mentor, you know, the season before that I asked about going along about what books people are reading, because it's this kind of uh, knowledge that needs to be passed on that if you have a mm. chance to train with somebody that you go out and train and also that we go along, we appreciate the people that have spent because mm. sometimes the, the people that have made the biggest influence aren't necessarily in the industry. It's somebody, sure. you know, early on, you know, a college professor or, or somebody along those lines that, you know, made a difference that gave you the confidence to go along and spread your wings in a different direction, which you, which you thought you were going to go. And that's where, um, I find very interesting answers with all our guests. So thank you for, for that answer. Well, and thank you for asking it too. And for mentioning it's important to pay attention and, and give some credit to where credit is due because, these have been a lot of our trailblazers. They have just knocked down so many paths for us to be able to walk on now. And I hope we never forget, you know, that these folks made a big impact or made a big difference and have enabled a lot of us to do what we do today. So I'm forever grateful for all of those trailblazers out there, especially the ones in my life that I know, but there's a lot of good ones out there too. I admire from afar. <laughs> Maybe I live vicariously through others and maybe, maybe one day I shall take a class for them from them as well. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, Hey Beth, where can people find more information about you classes that you're going to, or classes that you're going to be teaching? Uh, well, one of the easiest things you can do, of course, is go to the USCCA website. So usconcealedcarry.com. You can find a lot of different classes that I might be a part of. And of course, I still write regularly regularly for our blog. Um, so that's an easy way to kind of pop on and see generally what Beth Alcazar might be up to. But specifically, I don't spend a ton of time on social media, but they can certainly find me on Instagram. I have an account that's somewhat active at Beth619, but uh, Facebook might be the best place if people are looking for, hey, you know, where's she going to be now? What, what classes or what events or what conferences? My Facebook page is Pacifiers and Peacemakers with Beth Alcazar, and I do try to keep up with what um, I call them events. So I just list them as events, what training classes or whatever seminars I might be part of, I list on that page. I also try to answer questions. Sometimes I do little videos and just try to keep out of trouble, basically, right? It <laughs> <laughs> takes all the fun out of it. Uh, I know, but <laughs> I'd, have a little trouble. Get, I'd rather not get completely, you know, blacklisted or kicked off the, the social media platforms that everyone's experiencing so many issues with right now. I just try to play it cool and be a little bit neutral so that maybe I can fly under the radar. 
<laughs> you can't say the wrong words or else you get in trouble. Right. So such a sad thing. But anyway, find me there. Hopefully reach out to me. I usually try to respond if people actually want to know something or have a sincere question. I, I, I do my best to keep up with those things. So great. Well, I appreciate your time, Beth. Thank you so much. I always enjoy your show. So thanks for bringing me back. <laughs> we'll have you on in a future episode. I'm sure again. Awesome. Take, take care. Thank you. Let's wrap for this episode. We have a few reminders. Visit our sponsors, especially the Fire and Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a certified instructor was the first step in your training. And the next step for a responsible instructor should be insurance coverage. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off a checkout. Subscribe to our podcast, all the concealedcarry.com podcasts. Share this episode with your friends on social media. You can also search all our podcasts and our episodes on our website and leave us feedback at farmtrainerpodcast.com. Do you have a suggestion for an episode or someone you would like us to have on as a guest? Email me at FTP at concealedcarry.com. We bring you this podcast, support in the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every farm instructor in America dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.